kids. The January 18th, 2019 edition of Weekly Signals Meltdown. Broadcasting from Studio A at KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Kaspar. And as always, Putin's favorite industrialist, <laughs> Mueller, the fake news dog. That's enough, Mueller. Coming up, Theresa May. Oh, yeah. Women for Cohen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Russian homeschooling, free cash flow, and more. But first, you ever act extra nice to someone uh, to get their attention? Yeah. Yeah? I do. Yeah. Uh, every Friday morning from <laughs> 8 to 9. Really? Yeah, yeah. I do. I wow. try to, yeah. <laughs> I, I seem to have missed that. Uh, um, how about yourself? Do you, um, do you? <laughs> To my dismay, I do. Yeah, you know, I, I I like to be consistently me, and then I find myself kissing up, as it were. So you see that as kissing up? Well, to be extra nice to someone oh, to get extra their attention. Nice. Well, that, you that mean was the question? Unctuously nice is what you're saying. Oh, uh, you know, just putting a little bit more sweetness in it. Okay, mm -hmm. I get that. According to new research, some plants can hear the sounds of animal pollinators and react by rapidly sweetening their nectar. <laughs> Mother does that all the time. Sweeter nectar is more enticing, of course, to pollinators. Well, <laughs> that's where is the story going exactly? <laughs> I think that was a Mitchell Brothers movie. I believe, the pollinators. I believe we may be veering into F. Uh, CC territory fairly quickly here. If we're and by attracting yeah. more pollinators, yeah. the plant reproduces more, of course. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you get your pollination, then you get more plants out there in the world because little pollinators carry the pollen yeah. and things happen. <laughs> a sweet plant is a happy plant. Amen to yeah, that. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. Keep uh, that in mind as you walk through life. Yeah. Nature is a mad scientist, isn't it? Yeah. It's a wonder to behold. So you might ask, Yeah. where are the plant's ears? Oh. If they're hearing the yes, sound, yes. if they're detecting the sound yeah. somehow, well, the flowers of the plant, yeah. at least the ones they tested in this research, uh, are the ears. The researchers used lasers to show that a primrose's petals vibrate when hit by the sounds of a bee's wing beats so they can pick up the air. Well, I'm thinking, of course they vibrate because it's air and it's just petals. You mean but so, they're, yeah. they're thinking they're inside of the flower itself, I suppose. They've detected some sort of energy that's moving down into the plant where they don't know. Yeah. They don't know the it's, receptor of this information in yeah. the plant. This seems a little bit sketchy to me, if you want to know the truth. Well, Maybe the vibrations cause the sweetness. What do you think? Yes. Yeah. Well, Muller. Well, he's not exactly really have a strong opinion apparently about it at all. I wonder what? if the plant can detect Muller and it withdraws its sweetness. Fear. Yeah. It's the just sweetness is gone. Yeah, it's just harrowing yeah. fear. Let's move on. A study in the journal Advances in Atmospheric Sciences found 2018 to be the hottest year on record for our oceans. Oh, that sounds great, Nathan. It's hotter everywhere else. Yeah, I can just go in the water too. in the middle of the winter and just swim around. It yeah. sounds like a great thing that's happening to our oceans. Sharks patrol these waters. 2014 
2015, 2016, and 2017 were the previous hottest years, in case you're wondering. <laughs> so I think we're clumping them hot years together. We're number one. We are number yeah. one. We're the number one hottest ocean in the world. Yeah. yeah. A huge share of our fossil fuel heat, as much as 90%, is stored in the oceans. Yeah. All that heat that goes up. We're, we're counting on the oceans to store the heat. Ocean temperatures, by the way, are the best way to monitor how we're warming the, the globe. Yeah. Is that right? It's the yeah. best barometer for yeah. it. Okay. So they can tell because it's consistent. It holds it in. Yeah. It's not going to blow this way or that way. That's true. Yeah. Uh, the ocean temperatures are very difficult to move in one direction or another. Which accounts for the offshore winds and onshore winds right. and all that business. Right. The same scientists who produced this study found in a separate study last week that we reported on that the oceans are warming far faster than we thought. Warming oceans lead to sea level rise because they melt adjacent ice quicker. They do that. Yeah. In a true nightmare scenario, which we, we all, it's like nightmare scenario. <laughs> we were talking about night, what is it, Mario? Yeah. In a true nightmare scenario, it's a feedback loop. Yeah. This whole thing. Yeah. As the ice melts, it leaves more surface area for the water. The water stores more heat, speeding ocean warming, and the ice melting, leaving more surface area for the water. The water stores more heat, speeding ocean warming, and the ice melting leaves more surface area for the water. Wow. So the water stores more heat. I, I'm seeing a pattern here. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and also, two things. Okay. The mass extinction of fish... And mammals. Because of this. Because of that, which much of the world is completely dependent upon. Uh-huh. And the second thing has to do with the slowing down of the currents yeah. in and around the major continents like Europe and the United States. Yeah. If those currents start to slow down significantly enough, Europe would turn into an ice flow. I mean, it would certainly get a lot colder, let's put it that way. And also, I don't know how you speed them back up once they start to slow down. And warming oceans also lead to more climate damage storms and more coral bleaching. Coral reefs are the backbone of ocean ecosystems, as you said. Yeah. So we're going to have less food, massive wildfires, epic droughts, insane storms, coastal flooding, and mass migration Yeah. in the future. Yes. We're going to have that unless we turn this around. Luckily, though, yes. President Goodbrain <laughs> yes. says it's all Chinese hoax. Well, there so, you go. Yeah. Well, then we don't need. Yeah, to worry well, then about never that. mind. Never mind all that stuff. <laughs> I guess. Now, the one thing that seems to be consistent in the world right now is that everyone is tightening up their policies when it comes to refugees and immigrants. The world is increasingly becoming a more inhospitable and hostile place for people leaving areas of danger to go somewhere safer. Uh-huh. So that in and of itself is a harbinger of the world we are about to enter. What will make for great reality TV. Yes. We'll get to watch them die. Yes. Yeah, we'll just fence them out. Fence them out. And yeah. then we'll show videos. Yeah, of them scaling and then falling to their death as they get to the top of the wall, probably. The wall? Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. because we're going to have one. I think we'll just shoot them. We'll just shoot them. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe we'll want out. And they'll shoot us. Hey, everybody. Uh, I think here's what we do. We build a wall around the Newport Peninsula. So when the ocean oh, yeah. rises yeah. When, and all the rich folks down yeah, there want to get out. Yeah, Lido's underwater. Drive and their then, Maseratis <laughs> and their Bentleys out of <laughs> the Newport Peninsula. Too bad. Uh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Prime Minister 
Theresa oh, May. Yeah. yeah, she had a tough time. Oh. She was defeated in a landslide vote in Parliament over there in England where lawmakers rejected her Brexit deal. I always thought this sounded like a biscuit. <laughs> I think that's why the English liked the name and voted for it. 432 to 202. She got smothered. That's yeah. like a supermajority. That's yeah. huge, pure humiliation for May, right. who spent the last two years failing to negotiate a withdrawal agreement with the EU. Right. She was trying to work everything out with Parliament, with the EU, came up with all these plans, and right. they pretty much sucked. She was trounced. Many in her own party abandoned her. Britain's future relationship with the European Union is anyone's guess. A second Brexit vote has been proposed. Right. Jeremy Corbyn, the opposition Labour Party leader, called the loss historic and unrivaled since the 1920s. He then introduced a motion of no confidence, which was defeated. Right, which is their version of calling a new election. If it it had passed, they would have, within six weeks, I believe, had a new election. For a prime minister. For for a prime minister, right. You have to go back to the 19th century to find a comparable party split and parliamentary defeat. Prime Minister William Gladstone's support for Irish home rule in 1886 which cut the Liberal Party in two. Gladstone's bill only lost 341 to 311. Mm-hmm. So that was close. That yeah, was practically a speaking, that was a close, yeah. Compared to May's public spanking. And she made a mess of the issue anyway. She pitched a mess, which it, what Brexit was, as a choice between a mess and a trash can. The, the whole thing from the beginning has been seen as David Cameron, who was the prime minister at the time, called for this referendum because he was so confident that it would be rejected. Yeah. And then he leaves. And then leaves he, well, office. then when it passed, he left. And there was a lot of Russian dark money in the election to pass the proposal for Brexit. And this is part of the Russians' campaign to destabilize the West. So this well, was a crappy we deal. we have stupid people. That's right. Who we don't do. know how to read the news. Right. And don't know how to take in information using a critical mind to dissect the information and decide what is good. Right. What is good and bad information. Right. You and I got all sorts of Facebook posts from Russians I, yep. and, and yeah. tweets, as they say, from Russians. Yeah. I looked at it and thought, well, this is stupid. <laughs> exactly. Or if I thought it had any merit at all, I would check it. Yeah. I would check my facts with yeah. someplace else. And yes. you'd find that this was just BS that was being sent out. It doesn't matter where it's from. Right. The Russians did it. Yeah. They have every right to do it. In the sense that we've turned governments around in Central America, yeah. all over the world. Yeah, this is a part of this, that we have destabilized other governments. We have tampered with other elections. Doesn't mean that we shouldn't fight back against it in our own election. Oh, yeah, yeah. we should fight back. No. You know how to fight back? Get smart. Get smart, exactly. The one thing I don't understand in this discussion about Brexit is because it has apparently been rejected and now they're going to they have like 10 weeks to renegotiate a better deal which probably won't happen can the brits just say never mind and remain as is in the eu i, I don't i don't well, know they, if they that's they can have a second vote they could that's, that's, what, the, that's that, what the okay. proposal is yeah, okay. second vote on brexit okay but this could be a mess for a while we have england now uh, destabilized with, yeah with nobody at the wheel no If this news sickens you, may I recommend a donation to KUCI-FM to ease your spirits? Just go to KUCI.org. Your generous donation is how we stay on air. You can use PayPal, write a check, use the university system. There's a lot of ways to give. (laughs) 
K-U-C-I dot O-R-G. Michael Cohen. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I know that guy. Michael Cohen, he's brother. A, he's a wise guy. Yeah. yeah, that guy. I like that guy. Yeah. He's a stand-up guy. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Cohen yes. hired an evangelical information technology firm to rig online polls in favor of President Goodbrain. <laughs> In the months leading to the 2016 election, yeah, yeah, and told the evangelical IT to create the at woman for Cohen account <laughs> to lie about how sexually attractive he was. No, yeah. Oh my God. Do you think he's sexy, Mike? No. How about you, Mahler? Yeah, Mahler. Mahler, how you? What do you? How do you feel? Yeah. Yeah, yeah much. Yeah. Trump's then attorney. That's Cohen. Yeah promised to pay $50,000 to the small evangelical tech firm run by Liberty University, the evangelical Christian college run by evangelical Jerry Falwell Jr. to help distort online polls on CNBC and the Drudge Report. Yeah. The evangelical Falwell IT firm was supposed to rig it so that Trump would be named one of the country's top business leaders in a January 2014 CNBC poll. Trump didn't even break into the top 100. Wow. Yeah. That's where Trump's status was back then. Plus, that's how good a job <laughs> Jerry Falwell's <laughs> college did to educate these people, I guess. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah. John G Gager, yeah. the firm's founder, wrote a computer script to repeatedly vote for Trump. It didn't work. I guess it's Gager. Is it Gouger or Gauger? G-A-U-G-E-R. If it comes to Trump, it's Gouger. John Gouger. That's right. <laughs> Gouger is chief information officer at Liberty uh, Evangelical University. Yeah. I want to put that in there. Evangelical, maybe not so good. <laughs> Cohen, who has been sentenced to three years in prison for lying to Congress and campaign finance violations, returned to Gouger a year later in February 2015 and asked for help in a Drudge Report poll of potential Republican candidates. He only managed fifth place in, in that one with about 24,000 votes. Cohen also asked Gouger to create the at women for Cohen sex symbol account. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much what it was. Oh, my God. Yeah, Mahler. Sex symbol. Gouger said he believed he was due $50,000 for it, but Cohen reportedly handed him a blue Walmart bag containing... $12,000 in cash and a boxing glove that Cohen said had been worn by a Brazilian mixed martial arts fighter. <laughs> What's wow. up with that? Now, that's the word of Gouger. Cohen denied the claim. So you got two liars going on yeah. here, I think. I, I kind of believe yeah. that there was not the money he was promised. I believe that part for sure. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. Yeah, Mahler. Yeah. Mahler didn't want us to forget this. And last <laughs> night, yes. it was reported two unnamed federal law enforcement officials said Cohen told special counsel Robert Mueller the president directed him, Trump, President Goodbrain, directed Cohen to lie to Congress, to lie to Congress about President Goodbrain's links to Russia. Well, and to specifically to Trump Tower, yeah. the construction of Trump Tower that was being negotiated while Trump was running for, for president. Yeah. He told Cohen to lie about that. Yeah. Which we call obstruction of justice. Which we call a felony. Yeah. Perjury. Perjury. A lot of things. Encouragement of perjury. Yeah. Obstruction of justice. Yeah. The whole lie about not knowing Russians, not knowing anything about Trump Tower, disavowing his business adventures while running for president is such a complete 
laughable lie at this point. Other than Mitch McConnell, I don't know why he's still president. Other than that. Senate Republicans backed sanctioned Russian oligarch Oleg Deripaska, also known as Putin's favorite industrialist. Yeah. You heard about this guy. Right? Yeah. Who had loaned $10 million to Trump's now-jailed former campaign manager, Paul Manafort. One month ago, Trump's Treasury Department announced it would lift sanctions on three companies tied to Deripaska, an aluminum and energy big shot. That's what he was. <laughs> Treasury Secretary <coughs> Steve Munchkin. Yes. <laughs> Steve Mnuchin said that these companies have committed to significantly diminish Deripaska's ownership and sever his control. Uh-huh. That's right, Steve. This week, Senate Democrats tried to override Munchkin and preserve the sanctions that took place last April. Yes. In other words, to keep Deripaska yeah. from having any influence. According to the Treasury itself, our Treasury... U.S. Treasury says Deripaska has been investigated for money laundering and has been accused of threatening the lives of business rivals, illegally wiretapping a government official, and taking part in extortion and racketeering. There are also allegations that Deripaska, this is still the U.S. Treasury, allegations that Deripaska bribed a government official, ordered the murder of a businessman, and had links to a Russian organized crime group. This sounds like right up Trump's alley. Yeah, man. right. Well, he is organized crime. He is Russian organized crime, not links to. Good brain is. Well, and, no, and well, both of them. Deripaska. Deripaska yeah. is one of the dons in the Russian crime family. And he's a big Putin fan. The bad news is that the Senate tried to override this lifting of the sanctions. Yeah. Apparently, Deripaska is the world's, he's cornered the market on aluminum. And there was some concern that aluminum prices are going up because- of the sanctions. Yeah. Okay, I get that. That's that's a factor. But nonetheless, he is part of an organized effort to subvert the United States of America based on a lot of evidence. Yeah. And yet the Senate voted with Republican help to prevent the sanctions from taking place. The good news, the House of Representatives stepped up and said, no, we are going to override the lifting of the sanctions. Yeah. They voted yesterday to say, no, Moss, they're yeah. going to stay in place. Yeah. So that's, there is some good news in All that right. story. Chuck Schumer said 42 Republican senators chose today to stand with Vladimir Putin. There He's you, talking yeah. about the Republican vote yeah. and his cronies rather than the American people. This yeah. is Schumer speaking. Yeah. An unfortunate signal to Putin that he can continue to mess around and manipulate the U U.S. without serious repercussions. And he got his serious repercussions with the vote yesterday in the Congress. It's just stunning, shocking yeah. that they, they would try to lift sanctions on a guy who is this close to Putin in the midst of all of this. Yeah. What else do we need to know about how yeah. compromised this administration is? You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California. Visit us at facebook.com slash KUCI 88.9 on our Tumblr blog at KUCIRadio.tumblr.com on Twitter at KUCIFM on Instagram at KUCIFM. Stream us live on iTunes. Go to Internet College University, KUCI 88.9 FM. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good boy. Donald Trump. Associates. People that knew Donald Trump. Yeah. Had over 100 contacts with Russian-linked officials during the 2016 campaign and transition period. 
According to a report from the Moscow Project Center for American Progress, at least 28 high-ranking campaign officials and Trump advisors were aware of contacts with Russia-linked operatives during the campaign and transition. USA Today reported the number got bumped to 101 following new reports that Paul Manafort and Rick Gates shared political data. We talked about this last week yeah. with Konstantin Kalimnik, who had ties to Russian intelligence. The count includes meetings with people who had ties to Putin as well as other government officials, bankers, and intelligence operatives. The Trump campaign tried to cover this up at least 15 times. This is documented. Yeah. There's no doubt about no, this. You can, just, you can watch them on TV. When they were having contacts with Russians, they say they were not. What is behind a lot of this is that the Republican Party, not just Donald Trump's campaign, but the Republican Party was getting Russian money. I think this is one of the reasons why the leadership within the Republican Party is so afraid to go against Trump or to at least open up this investigation. Well, that's and why their contact with the NRA is so important. That's too, exactly that's how the money got funneled exactly, through. Exactly. The Russians were giving a lot of money, laundering a lot of money through the National Rifle Association, and it was going to Republican candidates. We don't know exactly who it went to, but I think over the course of these investigations, we're going to find out that a lot of Russian money was involved in Republican re-election campaigns. Speaking of Russia, the Homeschool Legal Defense Association, a right-wing group founded 36 years ago, has become the middleman between America's religious right and Russian oligarchs, according to a Think Progress investigation. By networking with Russians, the Homeschool Legal Defense Association, now America's largest right-wing homeschooling association. Yeah, that's something to be proud of. Good grief. Who knew they existed? Man. Yeah, I know. Gave the Kremlin a new way to educate America. The Homeschool Legal Defense Association co-sponsored a formal homeschooling conference in Moscow and St. Petersburg. One of the conference's sponsor was a foundation run by sanctioned Russian oligarch Konstantin Malofiev. Uh, the event featured some of the most outspoken uh, anti-LGBTQ officials in Russia and included a Russian official who's currently sanctioned by the U.S. for her role in Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Russians close to the Kremlin network with American right-wing evangelicals pushing traditional values like believing God is a man. Yes. Stuff like that. And white supremacy. Yeah. There is a ideological and theological connection, and these right-wingers believe that the white race is God's race, and this, I believe, to be a connection that runs through all of this. One of the groups involved in this conference, the World Congress of Families, was designated a hate group by the Southern Poverty Law Center and receives funding from sanctioned Russian oligarchs like Malafiev and Vladimir Yukonin, the former head <laughs> of you. Russian Railways and a close Putin yeah. confidant. Yeah. So they're all connected to Rem the, remember, Rus the Russian oligarchs. Right. The prayer breakfast. The prayer breakfast. The, the prayer breakfast. This prayer is breakfast. put together by the family, a very hardcore right-wing group. And this is another part of this connection as well. Mother gets excited about prayer. I know. <laughs> it's mainly the breakfast. breakfast yeah. Yeah. I don't <laughs> think the prayer part so much. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, you know any well, sausage and yeah. you know. <laughs> well, while they're praying, he gets to nibble the sausage. They don't know. They don't know what's going on. Uh, Thousands more immigrant children were separated from their parents uh, under the Trump administration than previously reported, and whether they have been reunited is unknown according to a report released by the Inspector General for the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. 
The report found a spike in immigrant family separations beginning in the summer of 2017, a year before Trump's zero-tolerance policy. So they were a doing year this. year before. Yeah, the year before. Wow. You remember that, yeah. that your zero tolerance, yes. tolerance thing. We prosecuted immigrant parents holding their children in internment camps. We held their children in internment camps, huh? Yes. Can we do that? Yeah, yeah. pretty much. The families separated under zero tolerance were represented in a class action lawsuit where a federal judge ordered the government to reunify them. However, the government had no order to reunify children separated prior to zero tolerance. Yeah. It just went under the counter yeah. No one paid attention to it until now, till we get this report from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Well, to their credit, at least the information is yeah. now out there. I don't, I don't know what to say about the idea of separating parents and children. I, I just I don't know what to say. <laughs> you would think in their hearts they would know they were wrong. Yeah. But all, all politics aside, this is just on a human level. This is just vile. And I don't, I don't understand what agenda this furthers other than to terrorize these people who have come to this country seeking some kind of either asylum or a better life. I think it's part of traditional values, separating <laughs> the children from their parents. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I missed that part of the biblical scripture, yes. Digital First Media issued a $1.4 billion takeover proposal of Gannett, the owner of USA Today and a bunch of other newspapers. Digital First Media is owned by hedge fund Allen Global Capital under the name MNG. Okay. There's a lot of different acronyms going on mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. Well, let's just call it MMG. They already have a 7.5% ownership in Gannett, so that makes them the largest active stockholder. <sighs> MNG operates about 200 publications, including the Denver Post, the San Jose Mercury News, the Orange County Register, the Boston Herald. Gannett is home to USA Today, the network of mm -hmm. USA Today, a mm -hmm. group of more than 100 local media brands, including the Des Moines Register, the Cincinnati Inquirer, the Indianapolis Star, and the Arizona Republic. MNG said they believe that Gannett's newspaper business could be improved and made more profitable by optimizing the company's cost structure and showing discipline in capital allocation with the goal of optimizing free cash flow per share every year. In other words, reporters would lose their jobs. Exactly. That's what this that, that's amounts just, to. You're going to lay yeah. off yeah. the core of a newspaper. Exactly. You're, gonna, you're not yeah. going to get any more information. No. You're going to get propaganda from all these newspapers. And it's not like Gannett was an angel in this. Right. It's just that they at least had some kind of independent newspaper That's organization. Right. That's right. And the hedge fund is coming in. They're going to lay off reporters, yeah. take the money and run. It's yeah. smash and grab. Is it what's is smash going and grab. On. That was corporate mumbo jumbo for we are going to fire a lot of people and yeah. we're going to streamline everything so that you're yeah. getting recipes and and dog shows on, yeah. and, and on propaganda. your and propaganda will be handed yeah. our news yeah. by whatever organization we have contacts to yeah uh, last year MNG slashed the Denver Post to a total staffing level of fewer than 70 positions yeah. down from 600 that's just the pattern at other acquisitions, including the Orange County Register and the San Jose Mercury News, has been the same layoff reporters and Alden executives, the Alden Global Capital, the, uh, mm -hmm. the hedge fund, take home millions of dollars. There are consequences to these kinds of things. When people have less access to information, hopefully objective 
information, they're less equipped to deal with the world around them, to make informed decisions about the governance of the country, about choices for school systems, for all kinds of services that are vital to a society that hopes to survive. You can't continue to do this. You can't continue to eviscerate the way in which we receive information to make decisions about our future and expect it to not affect our future. Yeah. It does. So we'll believe the Russian propaganda yeah. that's plugged into our social media. Yeah. And that Trump's the greatest president ever. He is? That's what... Yes, he is. Yes. Yes, Nathan. He is the greatest president. He told me so. All black holes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Here we go. All black holes, Mahler, yeah. are not the same. Uh -uh. Some types of black holes could be used for hyperspace travel, according to a new study. Using black holes as portals for intergalactic travel is an idea that Mahler, <laughs> yeah. Mahler has talked about for years. He's right, been Mahler? pushing it forever, because yeah, yeah. God knows if anyone knows about big black holes, yeah. it would be it would be Mahler. Well, not only that, he's got he's got a theory. Well, he, well he's got a lot Stand of theories. Up for yourself, yeah, yeah. Don't listen to yeah, this guy. Yeah, yeah. While the idea may sound feasible to Mahler, though, <laughs> there is a major issue of how Mahler's spacecraft would approach a black hole without being torn apart by the black hole super mega gravitational forces. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We got one small yeah. problem with yeah, this yeah. theory. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because this is an insane amount of uh, gravitational pull. This yeah. is enough to crush a star. Gorov Khanna, <laughs> a professor of physics at the University of Massachusetts, Dartmouth, oh. might be able to help Mahler out. Okay. Yeah. A giant rotating black hole could possibly serve as a porthole for hyperspace travel. I like the idea. Yeah. Black holes are created when gravity crushes a dying star without limit. This smushes it completely down and causes the entire star to get compressed down to a single point, resulting in the formation of hot dense singularity. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> hot it dense singularity, Bob. <laughs> Not all black holes are created equally, that they differ in some characteristics that may allow yeah. for this spaceship to approach it. Now, I don't want to be the first guy to try this. How do you know if you were successful, yeah. right? You're a billion miles away. You just keep it, sending the lemmings down the hole. Yeah, you, can, you keep yeah. getting crushed. And finally, yeah. in Wichita Falls, Texas, a woman was banned from Walmart after riding an electric shopping cart for two and a half hours, drinking wine from a Pringles can. <laughs> you can subscribe to the Weekly Signals Weekly Review podcast at weeklysignals.com. Weeklysignals.com. Subscribe now.